Hulu, everyone. <laughs> it's funny that I mentioned that. I don't because, get it. Listen. Well, why Did you I say talk- hello? No, I said Hulu. Oh. This week's episode of The Champs is brought to you by Hulu. Hulu. It's not just Hulu. It's Hulu Plus. Hulu's free. Hulu is great, but Hulu Plus is even more than They that. wouldn't put a plus in it if it weren't better. Right. All right, here's the thing. You probably tried Hulu, but Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. That is copy that was written by the Hulu Corporation, but this is from my heart. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and shows in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. That came from my heart. Can I give you a true Hulu Plus story? Yeah. I have a treadmill, right? And I put a piece of wood on it, and I was typing, and then I put my, my computer on there, and I'd walk real slow and type. Recently, I realized that I should just get a little TV. So I bought like a $200 TV off. Okay. So now I watch Hulu Plus as I'm running on the treadmill, including SNL. SNL, now with with 25% more African-American flavor. (laughs) Also, the thing about SNL is you can watch the entire library. Right. SNL, which is really cool. Jimmy Kimmel Live, Shark Tank, which is my favorite. I watch so much Shark Tank, I think that I am an entrepreneur. You could watch every episode of shows like Lost, which is my probably my favorite show ever. Law and Order SVU, Doctor Who, who people say I look like, and Community, ad free movies and kids content for seven ninety nine a month. Watch old shows, binge on your old favorites. You know what? Check out of your entire social life and just sit down and watch some Hulu. Catch a good movie. Right? No, no, no. But motion right now you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Champs. All caps, champs. That's a special offer just for you. You get a free Hulu Plus. That's what's up. That is. That's a good deal. Yeah. Like that's probably the best thing we've ever offered. HuluPlus.com slash champs. Extended free trial. And they know that we sent you. And that's important to us. Okay. Who loves you, baby? Huh? Hulu loves you. The champs do. HuluPlus.com slash champs right now for your extended two-week trial. And thank you. For fucking with the champs. Hi, Neil Brennan here. Um, I have no dates, guys, but I do have the my Comedy Central sp- uh, special, which just dropped. Just and dropped. it's available Last on ccdirect.com for download five dollars. Five dollars. Not a lot of money. All for the a po- whole lot of product. Guys. All the content we've given you on this podcast over the years for free. Give Neil five dollars. Give comedy. Yeah, give exactly. Viacom. I, you give Viacom five dollars. Yeah, and uh, uh, and it's also going to be available on iTunes, and which includes my half hour as well. So that's ninety great minutes of comedy, and my regular Sunday show in Santa Monica. Uh, it's Moshe Kasher. I'm here. Uh, I got a bunch of upcoming dates this very weekend. I will be up in San Francisco at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. And then I'm going to be in Atlanta, Georgia at the Improv at the last weekend in January. I'm going to a number of different cities. And I'm going to Charleston, North Carolina soon. I'm going to, uh, going to be in, uh, in New Orleans on April Fool's Day uh, with Tom Lennon and Natasha Legero. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Just come fuck with me. Go to MosheCasher.com. Go ahead, Kane. Uh, what's up? Um, well, I have some dates coming up as well. I'll be at Radio City Music Hall. Um, this coming Friday the 24th. Sounds like a pretty good show. I mean, is that as nice as the improv in Atlanta? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we have that coming up, and I'll be um, in Boise, Idaho on um, February 14th. And um, also, um, I'll be in um, New Orleans for All-Star Weekend on um, on the 15th. 
Uh, fantastic. Well, that sounds all that right. That sounds like fantastic. New Orleans sounds like a fantastic mess. New Orleans All Star Weekend <laughs> sounds amazing. Yush. All right, cool. All right, let's all right, start let's, the episode. Let's do it. Now you're fucking with the champs. Come get some yelling a bum. I take the cake, but you can't get a crumb from double edit authentic superior ultimate and all that good shit. I'm the original. And we are back, or we are here for the first time. It is the Champs Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in again. An exciting week on the Champs. Neil Brennan has dropped his hour special. It's a big deal. The big deal for people him. People on Twitter were very nice. Uh, only three people threatened me physically. That's amazing. And um, and I got a lot of compliments. And only like two people said I sucked. No, right. well, all which right. for Twitter is off the charts good. Our guest, Our guest this today. week, it's been... Exciting uh, stuff. It's, this is, we're very excited because we're both huge fans. Um, I don't know how else to say it. A Big hi- Daddy Kane is here. Everybody. A hip-hop legend. Big Daddy Kane, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. This is very exciting yeah. for us. Thank you for coming on, man. Okay, no, now... Glad to be here. Now, as uh, our usual, no one has uh, is more connected than, of course, Questlove, Amir Thompson. So when I told him that, um, that Kane was coming on, he, I said, do you have any good Kane stories? And he... Truly text me 14 times. Okay, let's start. Um, Rakim versus Kane, the epic mythic rivalry of the 80s on a Pac big skill level. Was it real? It was real, I think, you know, really in the fans' mind. Okay, the, let, let me just give some background. So you and Rakim were considered the two best MCs in the world, in New York, if not the world, right? Mm-hmm. And you were going to battle... Or you did battle, or... Why do we let him give the background? Well, uh, no, we didn't actually battle. Uh, What was happening was there was this uh, pay-per-view event called Rap Mania. So the following year, what they tried to do was schedule it where the artists would actually be battles. So they wanted me and Rakim to battle LL and Kumo D, Cold Crush versus Serious Five, Roxanne Shante versus Sparky D. And um, uh, from, from what I understand, they were unable to make it happen on Rakim's part. Like, um, they came to me and asked me, could I talk to them? And I called Eric B, because that's my personal friend, you know, as right. well. And Eric said, you know, I, I mean, matter of fact, Eric's exact words was, oh, now nah, we're going to bust your ass, Kane. We're going to bust your ass. <laughs> you know? And um, so I told him, I said, yeah, Eric said they in. And then, um, like, the following day, they told me that, um, yo, can you talk to um, Rakim? Because I don't think it's Eric. And I was, you know, I don't really know Rakim like that. You know, I don't know, dude. And, it, you know, it never happened. Because I think it was the type of thing where LL was saying he would only do it if me and Ra, they confirmed me and Ra. Oh, and, got it. And they couldn't, you know, really confirm it. Let's go to the, back to the beginning. How did you start? And what, what what's the Big Daddy Kane, you know, when when you weren't Big Daddy, when you were... Small Daddy Kane. How did it all you begin? You got started young, too, right? Yeah. Um, I started uh, rapping in 82. So I was probably like around 13 or something like wow. that. I can't remember. But um, basically, um, I started as a, bat- a battle rapper um, trying to compete against other MCs because my whole purpose of beginning was to try to get down with my cousin Murdoch, who was rhyming. He rhymed with these other two dudes. So I felt like if I could beat the other two dudes, he would put me down. So I started as a battle rapper, but I was like in parks and stuff. 
um, parks, block parties. Sometimes we just go to somebody's crib. Like, you, you knock on their door. <laughs> Hello, yeah. I'm here to battle you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People that weren't even rappers. She would just yeah, as an 80-year-old Puerto Rican lady. <laughs> I don't, I I don't, don't want know what to. you say. No, like, we, are we battling or what, bitch? Come with your shit. Wait, um, so, but before, I mean, how did you yeah. have the nerve to be a battle rapper in the first place? You're a 13-year-old boy. Like, who, who gave you the nerve to say, I'm going to take these people down? Like, like, take it even before that. Like, what? what well, I mean, you know, this type of thing where, like, you know, my cousin, he's older than me. You right. Know, he was probably about, um, you know, 17, you know, at that time. And, I, you know, I looked up to him. And when he started rapping, I wanted to rap, too. But I was like, you know, I'm trying to, you know. But, you know, he wasn't really focused on me. So, you know, and he had his two dudes with him. So I'm like, well, if I can be better than them, I know he'll put me down. So that's that's what made me want to write battle rhymes as opposed to just trying to write regular rhymes. How long did it take you to get better than the other two? Um, uh, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I first started, I remember one of my one of my first rhymes. Um, it was something about um, uh, I'm I'm the T O N Y the T E E hands can't hit what your eyes can't see. I thought I was saying something slick, but then I heard um Grandmaster Kaz from the Cold Crush Brothers. A friend of mine played that you know Cold Crush on um, cassette, and when I heard that, I just ripped up my rhyme. I was like, Nah, let me rethink everything. Which s- rhyme did you hear of his that you, he was just better, or he had a lot of like spelling raps? He had. Um, <laughs> nah, he there had, was a I, lot of spelling raps back in the day. Nah, he had this verse because this is '82, and I'm hearing this dude like I'm six one and a half, no good at math, say rhymes to myself when I'm taking a bath. Got true clientele, finesse, and clout, and I don't get it enough that I can't get out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really there where I need to be. But right. you're 13 right now, yeah. and you're already having an existential crisis about your hip hop skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I, I think like, it's so. It, you fast, almost quit. I heard you yeah. almost quit. <laughs> but because I mean, you know, in all honesty, like for my era, um, like you know, the top rappers were myself, Rakim, and KRS One, and we all were birthed from the generation before us like Karis one was clearly a student of Melly Mel um Rakim was clearly a student of Kumo D and I was a student of Grandmaster Kaz you know like you could you could clearly hear that our styles came from them right I mean I think it's sort of fascinating that you know the the finger of fate sort of it's just your cousin happened to get in the rap and then you were like well I like my cousin I'm gonna try that and then all of a sudden 10 that's, years later you're life. the greatest MC on earth like that's yeah I mean that's pretty incredible yeah, yeah that is life and that right? is life that's life yeah. like I mean just some weird thing of like you were you a huge hip hop fan or you were just like oh what is that what are they doing it's like most shit happens cuz you're trying to get laid and do you think this. about it like and that? let me <laughs> add this to that dig this when I did beat the other two guys that he rhymed with, my cousin decided he didn't want to rap no more. He <laughs> play of course, that didn't surprise me at all. He wanted to play yeah. football then. Right? No, yeah. that's per- that's perfect. Um, okay, so then you're rhyming with your cousin, you're, and then he quits, and then you're like, "All right, I'm 13, and I'm now I'm I'm 14. Just go now I'm a the- vet in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> People are dropping left and right. I'm one of the only cats still out Murdoch's here. down. It's time for Big Daddy Kane." Uh, so did you, that's when the battling started? That's when the traveling and whatever? Yes, I, you know, going different places, you know, battling um, um, other people around Brooklyn, around in Brooklyn neighborhood, you know, going to um, different um, high schools and block parties. Sometimes, you know, like I said, the people crib, you know. And now, when now it, you didn't have this incredibly deep voice back then. You were more, were you more like, I'm Big Daddy Kane. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my Did voice was real high back then. How were you scared when you hit puberty? Were you like, ah, this could fuck everything up? 
Nah, you know, because it like my voice changed like in the middle of uh, of a rhyme. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Silly. Uh, no, I heard it was in the on middle some, of my I T to you're the on, O to the N Y. I heard you were on some Bobby Brady shit, man. Nah, nah. I remember the episode. <laughs> nah, old um, people. Nah, Shout right in the middle. People. Nah, right in the middle of my second album, it's a Big Daddy thing. That's when my voice started changing. Oh, that's fascinating. I oh, mean, that's funny. Did you have a moment where you went, okay, because you were a kid and you were like, I'm gonna try this? Did you have a moment where you thought, holy shit, I'm great? Like, I'm, I'm, I really have this. Was there a moment that you can remember when you just felt like I'm gonna be great? Yeah, um, yeah, there were definitely like several moments you know there was that moment where i felt like you know like yeah i'm that dude mm-hmm. i got it and there was that moment where i where i felt like wow this is amazing like i like i'm really there you know yeah i love those moments of like boy this shit worked out great <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um and how did you meet and then you met krs or you knew him already um i met krs um a show that him and biz had together I, at that time, I didn't even have a record out. You know, I was just on the road with Biz, traveling with him. Got it. You know, Biz stage. Were you traveling? Were you working for Biz? Or you yeah, were, you're, okay. I would come on stage and just you know, you know spit a verse on stage in the middle of his show. But you know, Biz, his show is set up, you know, um, you know, in a, you know, comedic style. Yeah. You know, because I mean, when I when he called me out, I would come on to the music to Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. <laughs> <That's funny>. Yeah, <laughs> and like I had like funny rhymes, like you know, um, like uh, one did this, like I had a, a rhyme about um trying to um fuck this girl and um she's on a period, and like when I get to that part and I say the thing about her being on a period and throw a tampon in the crowd, <laughs> and sing this um Stacy Lattisaw song, perfect combination, but. Um, changing the words to she's on her menstruation. Uh-huh. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like, but this is what you know Biz yeah. wanted, you know, for his yeah. show, and this is what Karis what saw me doing all the time. So he was like, you know, your dude is funny. Yo, dude I love funny. that tampon, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's funny. So one time they flew us to Canada to do a show in Toronto, and we get there and find out it's not a show. It's actually it's actually um U.S. U.S. No U.S. versus Canada. Oh wow, that's how they had the show um build. So they had it for Biz to battle the Canadian beatbox, um, Boogie Down Productions to battle the Canadian rap group. Jeez, I wonder who won. <laughs> and KRS to battle the um, Canadian solo artists. But I was, I was like, well, look, since you're doing that with BDP, I'll battle the solo artists. And that's what, when, and that was the first time KRS heard me really, really rhyme. So later on in that night at the bar, you know, he like bought me a Heineken. He was like, yo, you dope, man. I didn't know you could really rhyme. I only heard you doing the Kotex thing, you know, but bro, you, <laughs> you, know, you dope. You're more than just a period you're, rapper. You're, I, <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> you was one of the best hey, period rappers. Have you heard that KRS one uh phone call that's going viral on the internet? It's hilarious. It's man. so what fucking it? funny. He's calling is it Juicy J? Is that the dude? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's some some guy out here, this white rapper that he's like a, a Left protege. A note, right? Uh, yeah, and he, I guess he went to KRS's house and was like, you could just hear the whole narrative of the story because this dude's clearly like down on his luck, got a bunch of shit stolen, started deciding that KRS-One was involved, even though KRS-One is the guy that put him on. He went to KRS's house and left a note like, yo, man, I know you stole my shit. 
It's yeah, on. I find, yeah, if I find out you stole my shit, it's on. And then KRS calls him, and it's just so funny. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm going to A, listen yeah. to it, and probably roll nah, it in My favorite just like, part I is love... like, yo, if I, find, no, if, I, if I did take it, and I pulled up next to you <laughs> with your van, what the fuck you going to do? Said, I'm going to get in the passenger side. Uh, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yo. so funny. And he goes, and the dude, he goes, I love beating white boys' asses. And the guy goes, you could just hear all... All of his hip hop credo, just like he just gets crushed. He goes, "Well, I, I'm I'm a I'm a hip hopper, so it's more than that." <laughs> uh, I so got it. All right, I'm, I almost want this to get over so I can listen to it. Um, all right, here's one. Feel free to pass. You've never fucked a white girl or ever seen a white groupie in your travels. This is from Amir. This, this is, is not from us. Amir. Well, I wonder where the hell he, hell he get that. <laughs> False information. All right, great. Next question. No, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, there's been, you know, women, you know, around of all different colors and shades. Yeah. Yeah. Old Puerto Rican ladies that I battled in my early days. All of it. (laughs) Kane sent Scoob to McDonald's for after show food. I think he's talking (laughs) about uh, Moni Love. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. All right. Moni Love. Okay. Tell them. Tell that. Nah, what happened was um, this was like when Moni first came out. And, um, you know, is this Moni in the middle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to knock it down, so I'm like, um, I told Scrap, I was like, um, yo, do me a favor, um, get the food for me and give it to um, Moni and tell her to bring it to my room. Don't don't you bring it back. Tell her to bring it. You got romantic moves. Yeah. Give her the McDonald's. <laughs> nah, because I'm like, you know, if she come to my room and bring me the food and come inside to chill, yeah. then I'm going to beat but if she just give me the food and say, all right, I'll holler, I know yeah, ain't nothing I've happening. I've never heard of a person seducing a woman with McDonald's. That's pretty yeah. impressive. How's it like that she had to go? Nah, there? it what? wasn't McDonald's. It was um like the southern version of White Castle. It's a restaurant called Crystal's. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Crystal's. Yeah, that's where they went. And um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it was that type of thing. And then um, but Scrap brought the food himself and said, yeah, she didn't want to bring it. But, I didn't, but what was happening was that he was already hollering at her. Ah, uh, so Scrap that's ended up messing with. You know what? She's ah. not interested. It turns out. Yeah. It says Moni told uh, Scrap, "I'm in love with you, not Kane." She may have. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I mean, it was like you know, like I said, Scrap was already hollering at her, and never even told me. If he would have just said, you know, I'm hollering, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. we'll do your yeah. thing. Then you, you know what? Keep the McDonald's for yourself. Yeah. But he never told me. You know, I'm you know sitting there sending him as my messenger, and he already putting his own bit in. Okay, so is that what Moni in the Middle is about? No, nah, that song was already out. The Madonna sex book. Oh, this is great territory. Talk to us about that. Did you fuck Madonna? <laughs> nah, we didn't fuck. Damn. Um, Damn. Oh, right. You never fucked a white woman. <laughs> no, yes. No, it's all shades, man. All shades. All shades. All shades. Nah, we didn't fuck, man. But, um, I mean, it was just dope. Um, what happened was um, Warner Brothers sent me, Madonna, and Color Me Bad out on a promotional tour. and um, You were all on Warner Brothers? Yeah. Got it. They sent us on a promotional tour. And Madonna was just real friendly, you know. We were just vi- visiting, you know, hospital children in the hospital. Oh, cool! But it was like, you know, in like those bougie neighborhoods, you know. So it was like, you know, mainly like you know, young white kids that didn't know who I was. Is it true that you guys went to cancer wards and Color Me Bad would sing, and the cancer patients would say, "Please, my life is going badly enough." Nah. <laughs> I get now lo- this. I love the idea. But it was now. children in intensive care. <laughs> first, You're dead first wrong. I love the this. idea of Color Me Bad. It just some Color Me poor, Bad was dope. Poor man. sick kid. I wanna sex you up. Like I'm dying. <laughs> This is the this is insult to injury. Um, so okay. they didn't know who you were, so you would go in like, hey, nah, Big Daddy Madonna Kane was sitting there like, you know, like this is Big Daddy Kane. He's one of the greatest rappers. Come, come on, say ain't no. I'm sitting there. Oh, Madonna, know my shit. Wow. 
you know. And she was just real cool. And afterwards, she told me about the book and asked me would I be willing to be in it. And I was like, yeah. Yo, straight up, she, she was fucking hot as shit. So hot. That, <coughs> if you've never looked at those pictures of Madonna from the sex with, Google that shit. That thing of her, her body to me was perfect. Oh yeah, she that was, was a amazing. perfect female body to me at that yeah, time. Madonna, yeah, Madonna. Did I you think, think Madonna's still fine? Did you think <laughs> when she asked you to model? Did you think I'm going? I'm going to finally do to Madonna what I couldn't do to Moni? You're funny. Dude. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, honestly, my mind wasn't even there, man. You know, I was just happy to be, you know, working with her because I thought that she was just, you know, a major, huge pop star, you right. know. And I was like honored to work with her. I mean, she was doing then what Miley Cyrus is doing now, and everybody is shocked. Yeah. And it's like the same. Exact it's the same shock. Thing. It was back then. It was like the 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 abortion, the the cone tits. And... Yeah, like. All... Um, so you made it when you were eighteen, basically, right? Nineteen. That must have been pretty mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, to where were you living? Um, Brooklyn. And and you and it's an eighty eight. Yeah. You're nineteen. Yeah. And the who was the the, who did you like? What was the roadmap? You know what I mean? Was it like LL, or like what was the guy that you were sort of like? He let me let me sort of Take emulate this. him a little bit. Well, Kaz, Grandmaster right. Kaz. It was, was just Kaz. Was yeah. there a moment where Kaz acknowledged you as like, damn? Well, I mean, I told him. Yeah. You know, What'd you tell yeah. him? I told, I was like, you know, yo, man, I like really modeled my whole style around you, man. Like, you know, you was always my favorite rapper, man. Does yeah. it bother you today that people like Kaz aren't? Remembered in pop yeah. cu- in pop culture. I, I was watching that art of rap thing, you know the uh, the, um, the Ice T's documentary, right. and it was like yeah, he had like Melly Mel on and stuff, and it was just such a trip to see all these guys were still so skilled as and yeah. he was old. Melly Mel was like I don't know sixty sixty five. I mean he seemed how old is he? How old is he? <laughs> nah, Mel is in his fifties. He's <laughs> he seemed old. <laughs> he was seventy two. He was eighty. One hundred eighty years old. I heard no, Madonna but I mean, what do you what do you, what is I guess everybody falls victim to that. Every the beginners, it's the same thing with like fighting. I watch. A, it's ultimate, everything. Everything. Yeah, you get. Yeah. So it, was that a mind blowing time? Yeah, because I mean, at that point in time, you, you're talking about yeah, like, like when 18, I came, 19, 20, when you're like yeah. your life. Yeah, because I mean, totally at that time, changes. you know, like on uh, you had uh, Rap City on BET. Mm-hmm. You had Yo MTV Raps. Yeah. Right? Um. So you know, you were able to make videos and all that stuff. And, you know, be seen around the world. Yeah. What what mistakes did you make of that time? Like that stick out. It's like I regret doing that, or I don't. Reg-. For one, you know, I blew a lot of money on dumb stuff. Go know? ahead, give us <laughs> some dumb shit. You know, um, jewelry. Because yep. I mean, pretty much all my jewelry, what I didn't give to my brother or one of my boys, I basically lost. Like leaving it in hotels, get drunk, and oh really? Checking out, trying you know, next morning with a hangover and forgot. Yeah, you know, like you hide your jewelry somewhere so a chick don't steal it. <laughs> And you don't hit it from yourself. You know? <laughs> oh, and it says he said Jay Z was a protege. Come again? Jay Z was a protege of yours. Um, well, Jay Z back in the days, um, uh, like he was someone I met through a mutual friend, and you know, um, we used to take him around on um, a lot of my shows, and let him rhyme on stage, and he was trying to shout like we recorded some songs. You make him do a tampon rap? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> now back then, Jay used to do that real fast rap, and him yeah. and his man Jazz O was known for that. And um, you know, I was like, you know, I recorded some songs. I was sh- trying to shop him to different labels, and so you I, recorded songs with him? On him? Nah, just songs of just Jay Z. 
Oh, so you were basically produced early Jay Z tracks. Yeah, and we were trying to shop it, you know, to different labels. And was Dame involved? No, nah, this is way before Dame Dash, you know, before Dame, before Clark Kent, any of them. Um, yeah, and then what I did, I just took him on tour with me, cause um, I um, I was on tour with Patti LaBelle, and I saw how she would lead a stage and let a background singer sing, and she'd go change outfits. I'm like, I want to do that in hip hop, so I brought Jay Z and Positive K on the road with me. And I would bring them out in the middle of the show, let them get up on stage and rhyme for a while while I go in the back and change outfits and come back with a different outfit. Now, what's it like opening for Patti LaBelle as a hip-hop act? I mean, Well, I was just coming out um, to do uh, one song that I had did with her because we did uh-huh. a song back in like 91. And I was just coming out just to do that one song with her. But I always watched the whole show because I just thought her show was phenomenal. I mean, What kind of venues was she doing? Like, she did like radio? I, I played the Grand Ole Opry. Messing with Patty. That's funny. Yeah, Big Daddy came alive at again. the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. never happen again, but I can at least say I did it, you know, from hanging with Patty. And what's happening at Radio City Music Hall? What are you doing there? Just a solo show or is there a big... No, that's a whole big event. That's myself, Rakim, DMX, EPMD, Naughty by Nature, Brand New. Well, that sounds Slick incredible. Look, can I just say for the record that Naughty by Nature is really underrated? It's so great. Can I just say that? Am they I wrong some, about that? No, they have some great songs. and they're like, they're like the kings of the party anthems. And I, yeah. I feel like Naughty by Nature in the 90s brought back what Cold Crush and Fantastic Five was doing in the 70s to the early 80s. Bringing know? that party vibe to the Yeah, yeah like Hip Hop Hooray is kind of corny, but also not. it's pretty dope. No, Hip Hop Hooray is dope. I don't think it's kind of corny at all. I think that's an amazing song. But I'm saying the, ter- the Hip Hop Hooray is a bit like... There's a bit of a musical element to it. You know, there's a bit of like a we're, it's a bit of like a Broadway element, like hip hop. It just sounds like a like a uh, it is like a, a party Mickey, like a Mickey sure. but it's like, song you know, or something. If you listen to early stuff from um, Cold Crush, Fantastic Five, you know, like the routines that they did on stage, right. you know, Funky Four plus one more. I mean, that you can see that like that's basically what Naughty was doing. That's what these songs like right. um, hip hop Ray was. You know, I mean. You know, but they're also the tracks were good. Yeah, the tracks. Were and crazy. then and Ghetto Bastard is like a profound sort of emotional song. You know, it's like so they they kind of did both things, right? Yeah, no, they had some great songs. They were man. great. Yeah. It's also a testament to how frighteningly fickle the music industry is, because their first album must have sold seven million copies. I mean, I wouldn't know. Educate me. I mean, that's beautiful, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's frightening. Can you educate Kane on how many records uh, the OPP, the, the uh, what's the, what was it? I don't remember. The, I think it was Naughty by Nature. The name of the record was Naughty by Nature. Do you have any me- stories that stick out in your mind as, like, really iconic Big Daddy Kane, crazy, Best you know, tour, most fun, worst moments. tour. Um, I guess my favorite tour would be uh, one of the first tours that I took out on uh, my Chocolate City tour. Um, that's when I had to taste the chocolate album. I had out on um, Queen Latifah, Third Base, MC Light, and Digital Underground. Oh, yeah. Search was just here. Yeah, we just was, interviewed Search. That was, white, was saying, white chocolate that you involved in the mix. A little bit, little bit of whipped <laughs> cream on that. top. Thank on you. On behalf of white people, thank you. <laughs> we all thank you. Yo, Search was good. Yo, no. Search was crazy. Oh, really? Tell like, us more. Yeah. I mean, like, on that tour, like, I think on, like, two different occasions, Search had to ride on our tour bus, you know, um, until we, like, got, you know, I guess out of that town, you know, before he got back on his. Because, I mean, 
I don't know whether it was Ku Klux Klan or just you know your typical neighborhood rednecks. I'm not sure, but they they wanted to, yeah they wanted to tear him up in that a lot is of hilarious. cities. Hilarious. I know that's really surprising. Because yeah. you know I mean he was standing on stage and you know you know say you know you know why you say you know I acknowledge you know the black man is God. And I apologize <laughs> for what my people. You know what? Have I done. gotta say now I want to fuck him up too. For <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fuck him for disrespecting the white man like that. <laughs> yo, search! I swear to God, you come back. Yo, come step to me, search. You will oh. get fucked up. And Pac was on that, right? Yeah, he, but he was uh, he was um, dancing for Digital Underground right. at the time. It's hilarious. You never know. Yeah, he was still a dancer for Digital Underground, and like basically Digital Underground, like they declared war against everybody. On the tour? Yeah, like handed out these flyers. Well, like as a what? joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, no, but no, but I mean, no, they was serious, but like um, they started water gun fights. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. So it's like every state we go to, the first stop we make is Toys of Us to go load up on water guns <laughs> and all this other stuff. And like after the show, we end up fighting each other, having water gun fights every night. I have to tell you, that's exactly the image I have when I think of a great hip-hop tour is just Toys R Us and squirt guns. I mean, that's... But that is that, like, that's that was kind of what it was. That must have been odd when... Okay, so you guys, late 80s and then early 90s, uh, NWA, and then Dre, and then Puffy. And and did you see the stuff with Pac and Biggie and just were, did it confuse you? Were you like, what, did it make you sad? Did it make you angry? How did it make you feel? Yeah, it made me, you know, feel real sad, you know, for the simple fact that I would think about what I was telling you earlier about Rap Mania and how they tried to arrange the pay-per-view battle, battle with me and Rakim. Uh-huh. Imagine had they done that with Biggie and Pac. Instead of making, you know, that whole East Coast, West Coast thing, you know, something real in the streets, it could have been something profitable, you know? Yeah. Biggie versus Tupac on pay-per-view. And it could have been something where, you know, those cats could have made a whole lot of money and people on television could have actually saw them performing some of their songs and battle each other. Yeah, because I listened to the song today, the one that they're on together from, from uh, Flex's Tunnel or whatever that's on that one record. and it's That's my song. That's from my show. I did a show at Madison Square Garden for the Budweiser Superfest when Pac was filming Above the Rim. And um, I called Biggie and Pac on stage and let them rhyme with me. We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We're Brooklyn at! We gonna do it like this and tell you ready, check it. I got seven Mac 11s, about eight 38s, nine 9s, 10 Mac 10s. The shit's never in. You can't touch my riches. Even if you had MC Hammer and the 357 bitches. Again, 
Ain't nothing separating us from my Mexican. Born in the ghetto as a hustler. Hold up, a straight soldier. Walking at the rusters, no matter how you talk. Niggas never die. We just retaliate with hate, then we multiply. You see me striking down the block, hitting corners. Bobbing like a motherfucker, living like I wanna. It ain't no stopping at the red lights. I'm sideways, dog like motherfucker. Crawl, pays. Let the cops put their lights on. Chasing niggas, zigzagging through the freeway. It's just the flex didn't use my part. He only used. All me right, you know what, part. flex? You about to get fucked up too, yep. man. MC yeah. Surge. When I'm done with Funk Surge, Master Flex, we're cu- we're coming for uh, you. Let me Two say this about flex. stand-up comedians. We're after you. He did a, flex did a sketch one time on Chappelle Show, and I gotta say, he that thing he does is not effortless. Meaning that, like, what you gotta understand, baby, and all that shit. His veins are popping. His veins in his foreheads are popping. His veins in his neck are popping. It's like he is performing. It sounds effortless or you're just used to it, but just know that like he's he's doing work. So you were friends with those guys. Yeah. Uh probably more uh friendly with Pot. Um uh Big was, you know, really like on um, real close with Mr. C. Right. But, um, you know, uh, C had called me twice for Big to talk to me about, you know, stuff that you know, he wanted advice on. And uh, me and Big kicked it one time, you know, in Manhattan. But I was cool with both of them, but more more friends with Pot. And, yeah, so did you feel like this shit got – because when you think back about that, first of all, it was seven – those guys both died 16 and 17 years ago. That right. is crazy. That's like – it, but also it feels like a thousand years ago in that – because it's not like guys in your era didn't have beef. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I mean, we were hip-hop, you know, artists for real. Like, that respected the art form where it's like someone that you came to the party with. Like, you know, me and LL could have walked into that venue together. Right. But now I'm about to go do my show. You about to go do yours. May the best man win. Yeah. I'm trying to eat L ass up and he's trying to eat my ass up. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying very competitive. Yeah, but it's like that's all it is. It's about the music of all the rappers I battled in my life. Um, well, there was one time where they chased our asses um, <laughs> from um, Erasmus High School. But other than that, you know, never was. Um, Did you guys win? Yeah, of course. That's yeah. why they got chased out. <laughs> yeah, but you there's never been a situation lose. where um, I battled someone and he got mad and wanted to fight. You know, right. even in that situation, the rapper didn't want to fight. It was his crew that got right. mad, you know, but it's never been that type of situation. I mean, a lot of people that I battled, I ended up getting cool with afterwards. Right. Do you, okay. When you're battling somebody, it's like they always say in basketball, sort of purists hate the fact that dudes hug before games, um, like opposing players will hug before games or like whatever. Shaking. Do you feel like when you're battling somebody, do you hate them a little bit? Nah. <laughs> not even like you don't it's you don't have that like Michael Jordan thing I'm going to I'm literally going to step on your neck and destroy Well you. I mean you know I've like my whole battle my whole art of battling I learned from Muhammad Ali so it was like you know my thing was like really like a a, a mind thing where I'm trying to get into your head before the battle Right you know when I'm saying things that's making you uncomfortable before the battle you know, oh, like, oh, yeah, oh! Yeah. Like before, literally before you have the mic in your hand. Yeah, like I like like saying stuff like, "Yo, I tell you what, I go first. You can close it out, homie." <laughs> With there the confidence, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like stuff like that, you right. know, would you know get into um somebody's mind or like you know it's like 
right, how we doing this? Um, am I am I am I battling both of y'all or it's, it's just <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, I mean it's cool. I mean you know if you want in too, you can get it too, my dude. You know, That's awesome. Funny. Was and, there ever anybody that you felt like, damn, I I almost don't want to battle that dude. He's so good. Um, yeah, there was one time. Uh, this is when I was when I, in ninth grade. I was in high school at Park West, <laughs> leaving, and my boy said, "Yo, there go Kumo D," and you know, Kumo D is pretty much the person that structured battling. He was basically the one that structured battle rap in hip hop when he battled Busy B. Because prior to that, it was a type of thing where you say your rhymes, you say this person says their rhymes, and the crowd just judge who, who rhymes sounded better. Right. Uh-huh. Kumo D was the first person to actually write a rhyme about a person attacking another MC. Oh, that's interesting. Well, they used... never snapped on each other before that? Nah, it was That's like, incredibly yeah. surprising. Well, he was used to dueling because he's from the Wild Wild West. That is so... <laughs> Come on, guys. Thank you. Gotta say, you got the biggest laugh from Kane with, I gotta say, one of your worst jokes. Which one was it? Wild Wild West. Uh, he hey, got man, a huge laugh, <laughs> of a wild, which to me, Kane, is a garbage joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the Bobby Brady should have gotten way more than that. Whatever. You live your life, Kane. You live your life. Hey, you hey, got your. Hey, Neil, you came in here. Neil, with this are you going to go first, or you want to close it no, out? No, no, I'll go I got, first. No, you know no, what? No. I, should I battle both you and Kane? Um, <laughs> Y'all crazy. Do you, Kane? Do you, what is the theory? All right, you're doing a song uh, with three dudes, right? Do you want to go first, second, or third? Meaning, uh, you're making a track. You're making like a real, like what, like a three. You know, guess this person, this person, and you. It depends. Um, because there's a lot of theories about it. No, it's like, honestly, it, if the song is going to be a single, like something that they're really going to focus on trying to promote, I would probably want to go first. Yeah, interesting. You Can know? you tell that beforehand, though? Can um, you tell if the song's going to be a single? Like, you know, if the beat is just ridiculous or if, like, you know, like, like, they're talking about this is the song they've been looking for. Right. The artists are saying this is what. So you look. can judge that by how many white people are in the room. When you go. <laughs> how many Jews in how, suits are in the room next how, door? How are really gonna want to go first, second, and third? If there's a lot of dudes smoking weed, you're like, you know what? I'll go third. In fact, I might not even get on this. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, if it's the type of thing where you think it's just you know an album cut, they just doing, they just trying to make a posse cut. Right. Then you know, yeah, I, I'd rather be the anchor. You know, but if it's something that I feel like you trying to, you really want to take the radio. I want to go first because I know the radio DJs, especially in the mix shows, right. you know, they really only play one verse and then they'll right. go to the next record. That is so I wanted to be my I asked that's interesting because I asked Eminem the same question. He said, go third. But, and what does he, but what does he know about radio? This guy's never had one fucking hit in his life. And I swear to God, Eminem, I'm good. Um, so, uh, that's interesting. Rock what? said, go third also. Besides your own lyrics, leaving those aside. Can you think of some of a of a of a a rhyme? What lyrics do you hear that you're like a rhyme that just sticks out in your mind? Is like wow, that was or, or a few that those are the greatest rhymes of all time. Um, I love um, my three favorite would probably be Melly Mel's last verse on Beach Street Breakdown. Right. 
That's when he was 80. That was his 80th birthday party, right? (laughs) By the way, I Googled him. He's 52. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I heard he uh, fell into a coma in the middle of it. And then they 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 brought him out. (laughs) Okay. His last verse. Melly Mel, by the way, will fuck up. This whole town. That oh yeah, no, he's jacked. he's after me. He's already after yeah, me. No, when this is, is released, yeah. he's gonna come. By find the way, me. we did a sketch on Chappelle. We ended up not using it. Where it was when Dave Dave said he got I so rich doing the yeah. Dave got so rich that we ha- he had he hired Melly Mel. Oh really? To follow him around, <laughs> and Dave would just say stuff, and then Mel would go rah. They would go funny. like, so I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Rah! It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so, so Melly Mel beats the breakdown. Yeah, that third verse. Um, Nas first verse on One Love. Yeah. What and is that? I guess that... we got shot in the dome piece, Jerome's niece on the way home from Jones Beach. Uh, yeah. Okay. That one. Good. The one yeah. when he starts talking about even my brain's in handcuffs, that's on, is that One Love? They lock the phantom. They, I got, I got stabbing like women like the phantom. They lock my, my, my brains in handcuffs. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's poetry. It's, it, it, it's no, such no, poetry. I think that song ain't hard to tell. Right. I mean, that yeah. to me is one of the great, I mean, yeah. that, that blew well, my Nas had a lot of great verses, but that first verse of One Love is right. probably my favorite from him mm-hmm. and one of my favorite verses of all time. And also um, CeeLo verse from Decisions, Decisions. CeeLo. Oh, oh, CeeLo was quite... Uh, I mean, before he became our Elton CeeLo, John. CeeLo, CeeLo. CeeLo Green. He yeah. was great. The Sex Machine. Or is great. <laughs> that was one of his records. It was called CeeLo, CeeLo Green, The Sex Machine. And, um, and top, what about top three hip-hop albums? Not uh, your own. You can't name your own. Uh, Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation, and yep, Millions sure. of Dollars Back. Uh, Slick Rick, Great Adventures, and Illmatic. Those are good choices. What do you got, What Neil? do you... I, I, look... I'm Nation of Millions. Um Kanye's Dark Fantasy record. Deep Dark Fantasy. Oh, Do you find guys like that before I continue and uh Beastie Boys uh Check Your Head, which is not purely a hip hop record, but I just love the Beastie Boys. So I'm gonna just go. Go. I'm gonna say Illmatic as well, Aquemini and Doggy Style. Those would be my three. Doggy Style yo, Doggy Style I should have put Doggy Style on there. That must have been. Uh, there must you must you must. I, I, are you when you hear new guys? Are you proud of them? Do you get jealous? Do you get like no? When when they dope, I'm very proud of them. Yeah. yeah. And what did you think when you heard like the Chronic and Doggy Style was such a different sound and such a and coming from the West Coast? I you, loved it. I loved it. Undeniable, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, I, I I enjoyed both of them albums. Yeah, especially Doggy Style. Doggy yeah. Style, it's a, is amazing. fucking amazing. Like he does. I, Although I'll tell you, I t- I played because it's the that's like probably the main album from my youth, you know, with Doggy Style. I grew up in on the West Coast, and so I'm like, so I played uh, some of it for my girlfriend who did not grow up listening to hip hop at all. It's like a punk rock and new wave kind of, and I was like, this is my, this was my shit growing up, and I'm like playing her like you know, ain't no fun if the homies can't have yeah. none. She was just the look on her face without any context, just hearing those lyrics was just like. This is the most horrifying shit I have ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> like you gotta I understand before, the nuance, baby. You as, gotta... I've, as I've said before, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Is one of my favorite songs about gang rape. Because <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. What do you think of the evolution? Do you feel like the way it's evolved has been? I guess it's. I, I don't know what I'm asking exactly, but the, how Kanye has been the first guy. How you guys? How everybody pushes it a little bit further. 
in terms of the what they talk about. Because I feel like you guys didn't talk so much about emotion. And I feel like stuff's gotten, especially in the last five years, emotional. has gotten super emotional that's in hip hop. Um, in terms of like, like that's why I love Kanye. It's the Dark Fantasy record is because it's like, who are you saying? Like Kanye and Drake and people yeah, like that are talking about their, yeah. their personal emotions, yeah. as yeah. opposed to just like because hip hop's done like pain. Yeah, and about... also well, you were a lot of swag too. You well, I mean, about... let's not forget Tupac Shakur. Yeah, that yes. was an emotional yes. guy. That, that's very true. Yes, because I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I remember having a um, conversation with a girl arguing about um, lyrically who's better, Tupac or Biggie, and I said, to her, "Okay, well." Tell me um, a dope Tupac verse that you remember, and I'll tell you a dope Biggie verse. And she just, Brenda had a baby. Uh huh. Right. Like not the verse, like like that song right there. Just like like and then, like and she said it in a way where like there's no argument. Like we we can't even discuss this. Right. You know. I mean. So he had a way of affecting people. You know, with his music, man. That is I mean, true. Yeah. Tupac was very very emotional, and before him, um, you know, I mean, Melly Mel. I mean, when you look at, I mean, um, um the message that stuff always been in hip hop so do you resent the idea when people talk about you and Rakim as like they they you know that's when it got sophisticated you it is i always think about the message and i think that was such a sophisticated song and it was so early profound. well you're not going to know your history if it's you know a lot of times if it's not taught to you right so therefore you know when people say stuff like that i don't get offended but i do try to you know teach history just show them like no before me before ra they were these guys. Do you ever talk about how straight he's standing up in the video for the message? How straight his posture is? Does he have crazy <laughs> posture? I can't think of he's it. He's standing up so straight. He has the tightest fucking leather outfit on. No, the only thing I talk about when I discuss that video are those ridiculous um, poses that Scorpio be doing behind him. <laughs> he's doing the, the, the black dude taking a picture pose in front of a car pose. Yeah, 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 the 42nd Street pose. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's goddamn hilarious. Amir is saying that you made uh, Dark Skin Brothers in Vogue during a period when light was right. That is not a question from us. That, that is, is a not a question from, from us. That's a comment. Uh, care to comment uh-huh. about light being right? Go ahead, Kane. Your comments. Um, I mean, that has been said. You know, like during the late '80s. You know, um, when I became popular, um, and Bobby Brown and Michael Jordan. You know, and well, Wesley Snipes, Charlie Murphy. The era of Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the darkest motherfuckers on the planet, according to Rick James. Eddie and they were brother darkness. Nah, but it, at, in the late eighties, but you see, that's it. Rick James at that time was cracking jokes about being dark <laughs> because you know, like it wasn't the end thing. You know, you had to look like you know, um, Elder Barge, and you know, like the darkest you could really be was you know, Billy Billy D. Uh-huh. You know, that little caramel yeah. color. You know. I mean, to you know, anything past and that. And did you sexy. actually feel like I I can't make it? I'm too dark. Would I, would anyone ever think that? No, nah, I mean, I, w- I I never thought that I would be a sex symbol because I remember when I was with a crew in high school called the Debonair Three. Um, you know, like it was lights. You guys were known sexy as fuck though, right? You, the Debonair. Th- I mean, you're called the Debonair Three. I How thought you- I looked better than the other two dudes. <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know, I, it would be type of thing where they didn't even rhyme. I just battled three dudes by myself. And, you know, the dudes is out there watching like, yo, Kane, you killed them. Oh, you did your thing. And the chicks is like, A.B., where you going, boo? Oh, not at you. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. funny. 
when it, why did you switch to a more uh, like lover man style? Was that was that like a concert? Was that a, a specific decision, or you just felt like? Um, I was ready to move on to the next phase, you know, thinking that as an artist, because it's like, you know, lyrically, I do what I do. And I know that, you know, I'm a bust your ass regardless. So I'm not even really thinking about that no more. That's not really a concern because when I do my songs lyrically, they're going to be tight. So now to take it to the next level. Okay. Here we are. We stuck where it's Kane, Rakim, um, KRS. So it's like, okay, well, Rakim is a great lyricist, but he don't really know how to perform. That was I, the rap on him. Um, I mean, this is what I'm observing. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm speaking. This is me speaking. Okay. I'm not speaking okay. for everyone else. Yeah. I'm speaking for me. Um, he don't really know how to perform. Okay. I got dancers, scuba scrap. We do the dance routines and all that stuff. Mr. C got his DJ solos and it's like we got a tight stage show. So. That's the thing that's going to always keep me over Rakim. You know what I'm saying? Because when we get on stage, we're going to bring it. Okay, KRS-One. He, you know, he's not the most handsome person on the world. What? I, so, I don't understand I, what you're you talking bite about. Your yeah. So, you know, add the sex appeal, and that takes me over him. You know what I'm saying? So these were elements that I incorporated just to rise above the competition of my ever. Got it. What do you... What goes into, because we always talk about, it's sonically hip-hop is not the best live show. Did you ever do anything to combat that? What I'm saying is, you know, you go to a hip-hop show and it's just a lot of bass, and it's really hard to hear. And a lot of guys aren't good performers. I gotta say, I don't think Jay's a particularly good performer. Uh, I, Jay-Z, I think Jay is pretty sleepy on stage. I think he's pretty laconic. I don't think he goes for it very much. So what is your philosophy in terms of performance? Throw um, a tampon well, stuff. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> nah, something I learned from Dougie Fresh back in the days, you know, um, he had took me to his crib one time and he showed me these videos on Earth, Wind & Fire, Pink Floyd, and Michael Jackson and showed me how he saw what they did and incorporated some of their ideas and concepts into a hip-hop form. I'm like, mm. So I went, you know, um, into Midtown the next day and bought videos on James Brown, Barry White, and Marvin Gaye, That's and took right. some of their concepts and I just incorporated into what I do, hip hop wise. You know how to have that certain sex appeal and swagger on stage that's gonna make the ladies scream, and then the dance routine, like yeah, like I, I mean, I'm talking about the '60s James Brown with when he's with the Flames, Beyond, Beyond, know, breaking that, down the dance steps when he do the splitting and Bobby yeah. Bird pull the him up Tammy show, the British show. Oh, that yeah. Tammy yeah. shit is so fucking yeah, crazy. If you've never seen Google uh, James Brown Tammy show, T A dot A dot M I, he fucking. Kills right the story. Yeah. I guess right was it you? The who Stones me? didn't want to follow. Right, they were like at first they were like we're not going before James Brown. We're the Rolling Stones, and then they're like okay, and they put James Brown on, and then they were like this might be fake. The, but then yeah. they were like once they they saw what he was doing, they were like oh we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely yeah. can't follow this. Because what was, so what are some of those moves? Can you tell us like what you consciously said? I want to. I'm I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I mean you know it's like you know it's stuff where you know. You 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 want the crowd to be amped and hyped all the time, so it's like we incorporating dance moves on the break, you know, so that it don't have to be where every time we get to the hook, I'm just saying, say ho, say yeah, yeah, you know, 
sometimes the hooks, I jump back with Scoob and Scrap, and we doing dance routines, you know, on the break, and the crowd is screaming through the whole routine, right. you know, because it didn't seem like. Um, then um, also, like, the stage production. Like, I wanted stage production that just didn't, just wasn't just something just big to just stand there. It was something that you could really use, you know, so, like, I had the big crown that I would come raise up out of with the smoke coming, coming down the stairs. And I'm during the show, I'm playing with these stairs. And then in the middle, the stairs come up. I mean, I go back up the stairs, and then the stairs come up, and I come out in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know were you concerned? But um, understand, hold on, okay. stay with me. All right. Now, I didn't just stop there. You know what I'm saying? When I come out the bathtub, I'm coming out, you know, these little spandex shorts on and stuff, you know, wet and whatnot. But still, just to keep the screams going, I would intentionally turn my back to the crowd and bend down to put my sneakers on so the chicks could see my ass, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, and <laughs> scream even more. Are you wearing socks? No. Okay. No. Because, I mean, give it to look like it, cause it wasn't even it wasn't even real. Like, it wasn't even real bubbles. It was that, right. like, uh, that shit you Stay pop. shit, yeah. That was oh, yeah, pop. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, pop that, or whatever. It was really that stuff. And, like, I'll just get wet uh-huh. and then jump in. So it, it really wasn't real, but from the audience, it looked like I'm in a real, you know, hot tub. Yeah, that's, that sounds cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, just but, a real stage show. Because you're right, a lot of the stage show... I've, it's not... Kanye's was great. The last I've tour that, that was, that was Jesus tour was great. The, but the thing is, for hip-hop, for any show, that, that shit costs money. Having a bathtub, traveling a bathtub yeah. around, having steps. But Did even you when think you, it wasn't like, worth it? You don't have it? to do that. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. But I mean, even you know, I mean, you don't even really have to do that. Even just the way you deal with the crowd. Like I see lots of times, I go to shows and I see people just stand in one spot, or I see them rhyming to their hype man instead of to the crowd. Right. right. Or even better yet, having a hype man. Don't I don't have a hype man. Right. Right. You know. You know, and I mean, I'm 45 years old with arthritis, and I get out there. <laughs> no, I'm real talk. I get out there every night, you know what I'm saying, right. by myself on stage, and I'm back and forth, stage left, stage right. So you get to see me from every angle. These people don't feel left out. These Do you, you show your butt out. still? No, that don't happen. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and just looking at people in the crowd, you know what I'm saying, yeah. talking to certain people and stuff like that, so you, they, they know that you're acknowledging, acknowledging them, you know? But at this point, you must have I'm, a performer gravitas in your dna you know what i mean like for a dude that's like been doing live stage shows for like three years compared to what it's literally second nature yeah i mean it's like but i mean my point is that you know when i first came out i knew that i'm like you know from working with biz i you know i'm like biz got a nice show you know i want to have a nice show too i don't want to do the funny silly stuff like he do but i want my show to be nice and then you know dougie see me he like yo he give me some pointers and I'm gone. What's funny is, you know, Kanye's got his show, but there's nothing. It's not fun. It's that, very serious. It sounds like you guys, the shows were legitimately like fun parties. Yeah. I mean, we try to make the show entertaining. Right. You know, I mean, even like with my dancers, like they made dance routines that had like stupid stuff in it that looked real silly, but it was entertaining to the crowd. The crowd would yeah. cry laughing, you know. But there is something about just being that level of performer. Like when I saw when I saw R. Kelly and uh, new, there was New Edition R. Kelly and the Jacksons recently, and R. Kelly didn't even have a show really, but he just had so much 
I mean, it was crazy. He worked the crowd into it. He opened, which was very weird. Yeah. And he worked the crowd into such a frenzy that New Edition and the Jacksons couldn't even follow it. And they all had their show. But ja- but R. Kelly just had something in him. Charisma. But, yeah. I mean. Period. But, I mean, stadium I, bet, chari- I bet. But stadium charisma is different than a- personal charisma. Yeah, but I, I will say that mo- you can tell a charismatic motherfucker when you meet him. Right. I bet Pac was charismatic even as a dancer. Oh, yeah. Pac was a trip, man. Um, a trip. You, do you have a... Is there a specific Pac story you can think of, or is it just like a general trip? <laughs> I mean, it's one that I always end up telling. Like, oh, like this one, I think we went in San Diego, and um, they come and get me, because um, uh, uh, they had a chick um, in, the, in the room. They're trying to get it on with, and I come in there, you know, dudes is jumping around in the bed with their yam out and stuff. And, <laughs> and, uh, I've never heard that before. And I'm like, you know, man, y'all about to go to jail up in here, man, you know. And I'm trying to, you know, and, and it was like they were like trying to be cool, like, yo, you know, like, nah, let him, let him, let him. But, you know, he he just had the wrong people in the room that was just a little too wild. And I mean, just got to the point where I'm, I knew that, you know, all right, this ain't going to go nowhere. So I was like, yo, I'll tell you what. Y'all go outside the room for a minute. Let me holler at her. Once I got her right, show her my open, yam. I'll open the door and I'll let y'all in. So I, you know, when they left out, you know, I took in the bathroom. I beat, and then I just left out. I'm like, yeah, nah, she ain't going to do nothing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're Tupac and Jock and all those guys in the hallway waiting for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was over once you took your your quintessential Big Daddy Kane bubble bath. There was no ch- possibility. She was uh, going this back. is I think d- a buddy of mine was uh, uh, he does it in his acts. Maybe I should say who it is or not, but doesn't Dove Davidoff was I think he tells this joke in his act, but he was uh, fucking a girl and he came real quick, came in like fifteen seconds. And he just went like, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I have the same thing. I, I, In my act, I have a joke where I talk about uh, I came before I even entered. This was when I was like 13 years yeah. old. And exactly the same thing. I was just like, this is a bad idea. This is not, you know, not going to work out. Kane's <laughs> um, looking at us like he doesn't know what we're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, no, no, no. Mine's just a little different. No, nah, no. Nah, when, 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 I, when, I, when I came too quick, I, I jumped up and started acting like I could a cramp in my foot. <laughs> and I had to walk it off. Yeah. Mine's a little different. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. Let's go over the vernacular we learned from Kane today. We learned beat means fuck. I knew that. I beat it. Never heard that before. Beat it up? Well, I've heard beat it up, but I never heard I beat. Beat, that's a more laid back, you know, old school version of beat. Yeah. yeah. You don't have time to say beat, beat it up. You just say I beat. And you, yeah. you're in a and hurry. A, and uh, the, you, the yam. yam. That, I think that, that feels like that's specifically for black dudes and not for, I don't think a white guy has a yam. He has a potato. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I like that. <laughs> I gotta say, Kane prefers your comedy to mine. Oh, come on. No, it's great. He has, I think he's laughed more at me, but he's laughed harder at you. Are there any stories about hip-hop or Big Daddy Kane that the world doesn't know that we should? That even Amir doesn't know? Um, you know, I'm going to tell this history. I never... T- I don't, I, I, but I'm, I'm going to tell it, man, because y'all are cool. Y'all are funny. All right, <laughs> yes. Um, one time in Dallas, Texas... Um, Russell Simmons had introduced me to this chick. And, you know, I told her to meet me back at the hotel. 
So we at the hotel, and I'm standing at the, by the bar with Russell and I believe Andre Harrell. I see the chick come in, and she, um, you know, she stopped. Uh, she saw LL by the elevator, and she stopped and you know waited patiently for L to finish doing what he was doing to talk to him. And they, I'm watching, you know, they talking and everything. Then I saw L like, you know, bend down, you know, touch her face, give her a kiss, you know, <laughs> smile, and then he walked away. Licked his lips. Yeah, yeah definitely licked his lips. <laughs> I, I couldn't see all that from as far as I would. But he did. I, could, I was yeah, guaranteed. He's probably he right. <laughs> but anyway, you know, then he walked away and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, it's cool. You know, I mean, you know, if that's, you know, we, you know, she wanted you know, choose him instead of me, you know, hey, it's open season. But where I got pissed off was like she didn't go and get on the elevator to come to my room. Instead, she came over to the bar where I was. So now that meant you saw me this whole time, and you were just going to choose him in front of me. So now I'm pissed now, right? She's like, well, you I know, can't get LL. Yeah. Let's go back over to the bar. Yeah, oh, I would have been cool if, like, whoa, 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 I can't ain't down here. Let me let me try to go get the headliner, yeah. you know? But no, now, now I know that you saw me the whole time, so I'm I'm furious now. So we go upstairs, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm tight, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah, she going to get a golden shower. She's going to get a golden shot. My goodness. So, you know, I'm trying my best to take it there, and I'm, like, straining. I'm straining the pee and, like, created a bowel movement, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And jumped up, ran out the room, top speed, shit all caked up in my ass, running past people in the hallway, ass naked, to my, to my security, to my, you know, to my bodyguard room and whatnot. So, you know, you can imagine what's going through his head when he thinks that I'm just chilling in there with a you know, beautiful young lady. And then when he opened his door, here I'm butt naked with shit up all, all, up down my ass. And I'm like, yo, oh, let me in, let me in. So I go, I'm like, yo, go back to my room and get my own clothes. You know, and then now, you know, I'm in, taking a shower and stuff. Going, you know, come back out. You know, I mean, he come back, he like, yo, what the fuck is going on? What happened? And what's that on the bed? You know, <laughs> I'm like, yo, was the chick still in there? He like, I think so. I think she was in the shower or something. What the fuck happened? What, what's going? And I'm trying to explain to him. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like one of our crazy road nights. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty that's crazy. some shit where you hear about the road is crazy and you're like, how crazy can it be? It's pretty crazy. Well, you know what it is? Is God telling you don't try to pee in women's faces? Or I'm going to send a bowel movement down your legs. I'm, I'm going to do that to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that's God. God will fuck you up. <laughs> I once heard, and you can either, I don't know if this is true or not, that LL would would never take his hat off, including when he was fucking in the 80s. Well, I mean, uh, I remember when I was DJing for Roxanne Shante in 86, um, uh Dude coming out the room, you know, talking about like, yo, what's up with dude, man? Like, he made me like edges hair while he still had his hat on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like said, he just like, well, I like, just flipped a little piece so he can hit that, and then flipped the back piece so he could get that, and then that was they say he didn't take it off. I remember Barbara saying that, you that know. So then weird. that's definitely true. I think he. Well, I mean, was... I've never seen him until here recently. I had never seen him with his hat off back then. That's yeah, no, because I think he has a slightly weirdly shaped head. But, but he has a bald maybe, head, and but he, maybe he got it shaved down at some point. Oh, you think he went to a he plastic got, he got the bone skull shed. surgeon? <laughs> Kane, you've really delivered. Yeah, and then some. You always oh, do. Thank you, uh, no, you were great, man. This is thank so you fun. Very I hope you enjoyed for coming. No, nah, no, thank y'all, brothers, for having me. Man. Yeah, man, we appreciate you coming, man. Uh, and uh, you're gonna be at House of Blues? Oh no, Radio City. Well, we'll be at House of Blues too, February 21st in Who's, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Who's we? Uh, uh me and my band. Oh, great. All right, cool. cool. Yeah. How Maybe many we'll, piece? 
Uh, seven piece. Maybe wow. we'll come. Let's go to I the show. To to that. Yeah. yeah, I'll be at Yoshi's in Oakland on the twentieth. That's a great House club. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, on the tw- on twenty first, February twenty first. Great. Let's go. Neil right, and I are gonna we're, we're gonna we're crash the party. Yeah, well, you, no, no, no. I would love to have y'all on my list, man. Oh, that would Please, be awesome. Let's hang out, man. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, uh, don't hey don't embarrass us. No, you didn't Don't. embarrass me, man. So I wouldn't do that to y'all. Yeah, but I've been, I've been, I was supposed to be on Little Wayne's list yeah. at the House of Blues one time. Uh huh. So, yeah. I, I mean, know. I might oh, pay oh, you, you mean embarrassed like that? No, no. Yeah. He means like we show up and like, oh uh, yes, we're on a Big Daddy Kane's yeah. list. They're like, uh, no, you're not. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I'm, I might do something funky towards y'all because y'all, you know, hit me with the symphony question. <laughs> But it won't be nothing brutal. Like, ain't going to be no gunshot or stabbing. You know, like maybe a spitball. Just a, oh, that sounds good. You know, yeah. that's all. Hey, uh, yeah. a, a legend, a true hip-hop legend, Big Daddy Do you like Kane. being called a legend? Because I, like, I think that word young. is used so loosely. Yeah, But you I are, hate. man. You yeah. are. I, I agree. I that. believe you are. But a lot of times just mean like, this next motherfucker's old. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's used old. so he, he's not that much. He's not that old. Oh, I didn't say it's only. But I mean, now. you know, there's some people that are old that are not legends. You know what I'm saying? That's, that is definitely <laughs> it's a great true. point. You know, I mean, for real. I mean, yeah. you know, you you made a song 30 years ago, but you know, you're not a legend. You didn't really do nothing to really become, you know, legendary. You're just real close to death, is yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, I think the word is used lo- lo- very loosely. On somebody that's been hot for three years, they start calling them a legend. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. Well, I mean, um, the true hip hop legends in my mind are you. Soldier Boy, and that's it. I mean, those are the two. <laughs> that's dudes. A list, I mean, man. those are the guys. That's it. <laughs> Motion closed out strong, uh, uh, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming in, man. Really appreciate it. No, thank y'all for having. Oh yeah, I'm with this. I'm just gonna sit here, laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. Cause 88, time to set it straight. You know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word. I'm ready. Rappers stepping to me. They want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory. They can't get with me. So pick a BC day, cause you're a history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me. Yo, that's a wrong move. So what you on, Hobbs? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition. I just devour. Like a pit bull against such a wawa. Cause when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another. Cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least not with the principal in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready to die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. This made by Gensu. Wait until when you drop the front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basic. Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. No type of joke, yeah, game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk. As the Kane start to talk, cuz.
but I'm much greater. The vessel, yes, I guess, suggest the rest your best don't mess or test your highness. Unless you just address with best finesse and bless the paragraphs, I manifest. Rap prime minister, some say sinister, non-stop in the groove until when it's the climax. Climax, relax and chill, have a break from a take of me acting ill. Brain cells are lit, ideas start to hit. Next, the formation of words that fit at the table I sit, making it legit. And when my pen hits the paper, Oh shit. I stop and stand strong over MCs and devour with the power of Hercules or Samson. But I go further to left, cause you can scout my cameo and I still have strength. And no, that's not a myth. And if you try to rip or get whipped, the man with the given gift of gab, your vocab, I only ignore. Be sleeping on your rhymes till I start to snore. You can't awake me or even make me fear your son, cause you can't do me none. So think about it if you're trying to go. When you wanna step to me, I think you should know that. Just break them and make them and break them and take them and mold 